Hello and welcome to a Cheltenham Festival special in association with Cheltenham.co.uk. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by former Welsh Grand National winning jockey Charlie Post. How are you, Charlie? Yeah, I'm good, Don, mate. Uh, excited about tomorrow and then it all kicking off. And yeah, can't wait to, can't wait to get going. Absolutely right. And uh, obviously as well, a uh, former Cheltenham Festival winning jockey uh, and current broadcaster Luke Harvey. Luke, thank you for your time. That's right, Dom. Yeah, no, in good form. And you're down at Plumpton today, I believe. I'm down at sunny Plumpton for, for six races. Yeah, all the jockeys looking to get out. Just punctured Tom Scudamore out on the track, actually, looking to get a clear round, Rosette. So it's always a, always a bit of a nervous time <laughs> Plumpton, uh, ahead of Cheltenham. That's it. The, the, the calm before the storm very much, isn't it? Uh, we won't obviously digress too much, gentlemen. I know you're both very busy ahead of tomorrow, so we, we've kind of narrowed it down to two races per day. Uh, we'll start obviously with Tuesday and the Sporting Life Arkle Trophy. Uh, a bit of a shame, obviously, that there's no Anergamine. Uh, Charlie, I'll begin with you. It, if it wasn't Shishkin's race to lose already, it, it really looks that way now, doesn't it? Yeah, without doubt. I mean, look, like you say, it's been shaping up to be an absolutely unbelievable contest with uh, three unbeaten novice chasers going in there, all rated above 160. And uh, it has taken a bit of the gloss off it. I mean, what it does guarantee is that all mankind, I'd imagine, is going to get a fairly easy lead, which is going to make him a dangerous opponent for Shishkin. But to me, Shishkin it looks like a horse with, with the world at his feet. And as a supreme novice hurdle winner last year, I, I, I strongly fancy him to, to go and take the arsenal on route to even bigger and better things. Would you uh, echo those thoughts, Luke? Yeah, I mean, all mankind, um, it's been surprising how good he's been over fences. He did make a couple of mistakes last time, but I saw a video of him schooling the other day and he looked <laughs> absolutely mustered. I mean, he was, he was so quick over them. But um, yeah, it, look, Shiskin, he's, he's bumped into one here, all mankind, because Shiskin, although he jumps out to his right a little bit, he, he doesn't do anything. He'll give, You'll get nervous with him. Uh, for the first mile, I think, oh, perhaps he's not going. That's just him. The minute Nico grabs hold of him and says, come on, son, go and do your business. Um, he's For me, he's way above the, your average sort of arc horse. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a special performance from him, to be honest. Yeah, I think uh, two confident votes for Shishkin there. And I think I fancy Shishkin with, with an ergamine in the lineup. So uh, I think we'd all be very surprised if he gets beat. You could somewhere. ride Shishkin, Dominic. Still, <laughs> that's, do you know what? That's exactly what I said to my brother yesterday. I said, me and you could sit on him and there wouldn't be a problem. Um, uh, absolutely that, that right. Is pomp, that is confidence, Tom. I, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the horse would do the talk, and I think, like you say, some some jockeys can can get you know poor horses over the line, can't they? But but some horses can can win a race on the road, and and obviously Nico de Bourneville's a top class jockey. But I think that that Shishkin, and, uh, as Luke and and you, and you both allude to, Charlie is a is a very very special horse. Clearly, everything seemed to go wrong for him in the Supreme last year, and he still won. Uh, you know him and Abercadabra's pulling miles clear of the uh, of the rest. So Shishkin, we're fully expecting to win, uh, and then of course the feature race, the Unibet Champion Hurdle. Uh, a lot of money seems to have come recently for Honeysuckle, I believe, at Cheltenham. They said that the going has changed to soft. Uh, Luke, we'll start with yourself. Uh, Honeysuckle, yes or no? Um, yes, she's going to be my my selection for the race. Um, I was actually at Cheltenham on Saturday, and, and literally, I live I don't know ten minutes from the course. Um, and I thought it would end up being on on the but the better side of good to stop. Yep. But they had some unexpected rain last night. Look, that's gonna that's only gonna play into her hand. You know, the she's she's got she's got lots of ace cards, but um, stamina's uh, probably the best of them. Um, so you know, any softer ground just accentuates you know the the stamina test. Um, but she's not slow. 
Um, she, she, she's much slicker over her hurdles. Um, last year's winner, Epicon, she must be the least heralded champion um, at the meeting, but she's difficult to sort of put a finger on. I thought she looked brilliant in the fighting fist at Newcastle. Mm. Um, and then she obviously can't have been right when she's beat by Silver Streak. So, yeah, she's, so for that reason, I just don't think she's a safer bet. Scotian would be very, very popular. Um, he was impressed the last time at Canton. If I had to go for one, um, an each way one, um, it's not a massive price. I'd go Abacadabras. Of course, there's only a short head behind Shishkin last year in, in the Supreme. Um, I just, I just, I've just, i feeling he's going to run a really big race, but uh, for me, it's honeysuckle all the way. Yeah, it's, it's quite strange, isn't it, uh, Abacadabras? He, he seems to almost have, you know, the best form line with, with two of the most exciting horses in training, both Envoy Allen uh, and Shishkin, as you say, Luke. Um, is he one that's probably been overlooked at a big price, Charlie, or do you think it's very much about the top three? I think I think it is about the top three. I mean, but look, some something else has got to be placed. And I mean, Abigail you can see him travelling well into it. I'm just not quite sure how much he finds under pressure when it really matters. Mm. Um, I mean, I think the biggest concern for Goshen is, is the concession of seven pounds for these two very special fillies. And and I'm alongside Luke. I think a bit of rain around will only help Honeysuckle's cause. Yep. She looked better than ever last time in the Irish Champion hurdle and. She's unbeaten. I mean, people like the crabber, but she 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 just wins, and and that's a very special trait in a horse. And and Epitont, look, it wouldn't be the first time Nicky Henderson has brought one back from a disappointing prep. You know, we, we remember binocular and horses like that in times gone by. But I I I completely echo what Luke's saying that Honeysuckle is a rock solid one, and I don't think it really matters how the race is going to be run if they go slowly. Rachel Blackmore will be far more forward on her, and if they go a good gallop, she'll just be able to sit handy away. She jumps well, she stays further, and she ticks all the boxes for me. There we go. Two confident votes for both Shishkin and Honeysuckle. Uh, I think, like you say, I, th- I think the ground is, is the pivotal point here, isn't it? And I think if it's if it's soft, then it would certainly favour Honeysuckle over Epitson. Uh We'll move on to the, the Wednesday, and our, our first feature race of uh, of the day is the Brown Advisory Novices Chase. Of course, the declarations have been made today. Uh, Charlie, we probably don't need to spend too much time on this. I think it, it looks all over like it's uh, it's going to be you know Monkfish's day in the sun, doesn't it? Yeah, Monkfish is an absolute monster. He's, he's the horse that I'm most excited about seeing of any. And, and, and you know, just for a, a massive, huge physical specimen of horse, the way he jumps, he's so nimble and quick and athletic, bags of scope. And he, he sort of has sort of sort of hallmarks of Denman back in the day. And, and yeah, I just absolutely love this horse. I mean, the, although I do think the big breakaway, Colin Tizard's horse seems to be coming back to form. And, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him running a massive race. But for me, they're all facing an awful task about a, a freakish talent in Monkfish. Yeah, uh, obviously for, for people listening who uh, who haven't been on the website yet, head over to cheltenham.co.uk and get reading our, our feature pieces with both Charlie and Luke. And Luke, I was I was typing your piece out um, just, just the other day and, and you were very, very complimentary on Monkfish and, and you think he could almost be that kind of next Denman? I wonder why there were lots of spelling mistakes in it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, uh, he's... He's, he's, as Charlie said, look, he, he's, he's a massive big horse. He's obviously very good over hurdles, but he's looked different class over fences. Mm-hmm. If you notice, he doesn't have a noseband. He has nothing on his bridle. So he's obviously very, very straightforward horse as well. Yep. He, he, he jumps. He's just, he's just one of those horses. He just meets fences right all the time. He just enjoys. He's the perfect racehorse. He just lobs along. Um, he used to be a little bit keen, but the fences have got him back onto his hops a bit. He's just a, 
you know, from from a, a horseman's point of view, he's just the ideal racehorse. And you know, I said I mentioned the Denman and and just sort of going back through the years, you know, Millhouse, all these sort of really good names that we know and can't quite remember. Borough Hill Lad, those sort of horses, and and Monkfish very much in that sort of zone. And it's uh, the other thing is just looking at the others, they just don't look a you know great bunch to to, to threaten him. You know, it's it, it's his race to lose. Yep, absolutely right. I think the second favourite, the big breakaway uh, on ratings, would have uh, sixteen pounds to find with Monkfish. Um, so I think that kind of tells it tells its own story, doesn't it? So this could be a bit boring with me, but it, again, like you say, the the, the favourites, uh, a lot of them just do look uh, very very difficult to beat. Uh, speaking of which, we'll move on to the Betway Queen Mother Champion Chase. The obviously sad news this morning that Altio has been withdrawn. I think he scoped dirty this morning. Uh, so Nicky Henderson's had to had to take the decision um, to to withdraw him from the race uh, again. Chacon Porsoir, if if it wasn't his race to lose already, it, it looks the case now. Luke, would you would you argue that? No, you, you, you can't. I mean, he he. I watched him um, when he won the first time up at Cork, and mm. he wasn't very impressive for me. I mean, look, he won and he, he won easily, but it wasn't you know it wasn't a great race. And the next time he was okay. Um, beating notebook, and then last time we saw, you know, he, you know, typical Willie Mullins, they just improve the racing, and and that's exactly what he's gone and done. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the obvious one. Um, if you want to look him down, I, I I must admit when I thought the ground was going to be better than it is, but things changed so quickly at Cheltenham. I thought Rouge Viv might have had a chance mm-hmm. at a at a big price each way, but he's totally ground dependent. Yep. If it's good to soft, it'd be fine. If there's any soft in that, he's got he's just got no chance of it against these better horses. And of course, if it goes the other way, each way, I'll give first foe half a squeak. But I'm only looking at, because we keep putting up short price ones and, you know, you, Charlie and I can, you know, reel through the form all you want. But, you know, two or three of these really short price ones will get beat. So there's no two. It happens every single year. Yep. Um, so it's worth just keeping an eye on some of these bigger price horses. But from what we've seen this season, Shaq and Proustoir should win. Yeah, absolutely right. Her first flow, as you mentioned there, gave Kim Bailey his first Gold Cup win, uh, sorry, his first Grade 1 win uh, since 1995. I think that was before I was born, funnily enough. So, uh, well, obviously, there was a, there was a, pa- a party yeah, in the Bailey yeah, household. Look, <laughs> 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 um, no, I think, I think as you say, uh, it's very, very much ground-dependent, isn't it? And Rouge Viff obviously obliterated a handicap field at, at Cheltenham back in October. Um, Charlie, would you echo the thoughts of, of Luke? And again, it's, it's kind of looking for value more than, than really trying to take this favourite on? Yeah, I think you're looking for something to be to be in theory placed. I mean, it, and like Luke says, there's no doubt one of these hot pots will get beat. But I mean, certainly this year, I mean, when you look through the likes of Shishkin, Monkfish, Shaq and Pourchois, they are pretty, they are very solid favourites for sure. And, and he's got better with each run. I mean, I, I thought his performance in the last day was, was very, very polished. It seemed like Paul Townend could ride him really however he wanted. And, and, and he just, he just really looks the, the finished article now. And, and the only thing people are chucking into the mix is about Cheltenham. Well, the only reason he hasn't proved he can go around Cheltenham is because he's never raced there. But mm. or often horses that, that travel strongly and, and are good jumpers uh, are well suited by Cheltenham. And I don't see this having an issue for him. I would agree with first flow. I, I think he's a solid one for each way money. I mean, I was talking to Dan Skelton the other day, and I mean, he's absolutely raving about Nubi Negra so much so that they've actually bought the sire from France and they're standing him 
up at their premises now, Dinks, because because they love the horse so that much. And as he said to me, Dinks going to take off when Nubi Negra wins the champion chase. But Dan <laughs> is a very positive person, so uh, and I, I don't know if I completely wholeheartedly buy into that. Um, Politologue's been a fantastic horse, but I think he's vulnerable in this sort of at this sort of level against these sort of opponents. Put the kettle on as well is, is one that you can maybe chuck into the mix. She's fantastic Cheltenham form and, and something's got to be staying on to finish behind it, Shaq and Poussoir. And I'd probably take put the kettle on and first flow to do that. Yeah, And well, Dom, just very quickly, because yeah. the, all these are short prices. Um, <laughs> just on the first day, I think I write will have a massive chance in the Ultima. Yeah, and yeah. Monte Cristo, I really like him in the, in the Coral Cup yeah. um, on the Wednesday. I think, um, did you say I write as well, Charlie? Yeah, I, I did. I really like I write. And uh, there's a couple, I mean, a couple of, I mean, um, I like, I quite like the look of Bustleton, of, of Joseph O'Brien in the Fred Winter as well. He's, he's yep. won the race before, JJ Slevin rides. And, and then again, another one for Handicap, our very own third time lucky in the county hurdler. Harry Skelton said it's his, his best chance of the week. And I, I really hope he's, he's right because he was produced here through the yard and through English point to point and stuff. Fantastic. Um, I think, uh, as you say, third time lucky in the county with the, the skeleton record in that race is, is second to none, isn't it? And I completely agree with Buston as well in the Buddhas. I think he's got a, a cracking chance, has some really good form with Zana here, who obviously for yeah. a lot of people is a, is, is a banker for the for the grade one triumph, isn't he? And uh, Monte Cristo, yeah. as you say, Luke, uh, for uh, Nicky Henderson, he, he obviously really, really won well, uh, beating Echo by seven lengths at Kempton on Boxing Day. Uh, a mark I hope of, that hasn't cost him, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only worry, but you know. I think this 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 race his, historically, though, I think kind of high weighted horses tend to do fairly well in this, don't they? Well, do you know what? In, in, it's not handicaps are totally different to what they were ten, fifteen years ago mm. because you know the the difference to the span between top weight and 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 bottom weight is so small now. Yeah, I mean, it used to be that people were setting horses up for eighteen months for a handicap at Cheltenham. Now you have to you worry about getting in. You yeah. know, the, 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 there's literally there's, there's very rarely more than seven pounds between top weight and bottom weight. So, yep. you know, they're they're much more like conditions races than they ever were, and that's the reason that the the better horses come to the fore. Yeah, absolutely right. I think uh, gone are the days where Arkle used to have to give. Uh, I think he was in, sometimes giving away as much as a, a well, far more than a stone, wasn't he? He was that good compared to the. Uh, there was weights for Arkle, and there was weights for the rest of the field, wasn't there? So, <laughs> we, 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 obviously, horse welfare, of course, is, is of, the, of the utmost importance in the modern day, as I'm sure it was back then as well. Um, so, two uh, two handicap shouts there from from both Charlie and Luke. Uh, we'll move on to the Thursday, the Ryanair Chase. Uh, Willie Mullins obviously has a, a strong. Uh, a strong card here with the likes of Alaho, Min uh, and Mellon. Luke, if I offered you the ride on one of those, who would you pick? Um, I think, well, look, I, 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 I was gutted because I was on uh, Mellon mm. when he when he was third at Leopardstown behind after time. Yep. I think if Patrick Mullins was honest, he, he, he should have won that day. Um, he just got there, he just cantered there too, and got there too soon and, and sort of got mugged. But he's very difficult. Then after that, he didn't look like he, he stayed at Leopardstown. Uh, so he's back to this. He's Look, he's obviously a very, very good horse, but he's becoming a bit of a, a nearly horse. If, mm. if I had to, if you asked me to ride one, I'd ride, well, not that anyone else would want me to, but uh, <laughs> I'd, ride in, I'd ride Kim Bailey's horse, Imperial Aura. Yep. Um, I know he got rid of Bassey last time, but his form, you know, before that was is absolutely first class, you know. Um, yep. You know, he's beaten the likes of 
Galvin. I know Windsor Avenue's a nearly horse, but he's, he's still there. He beat Itchy Feet. He's, his form is very, very good indeed. He's got Cheltenham form as well. Um, so, yeah, he, he's, he's going to be my selection. Um, Mr. Fisher, that I put up at quite a few places, um, I, again, I'm worried about the ground. He's, for me, he's ground dependent. He mm. needs it on the, on the better side of good to soft for me. But, uh, yeah, Imperial Aura, um, if I was pushed. But it's, a, it's an open contest. If I don't like Alaho, I don't think he jumps far enough. No, I think, as you say, it is a very, very open contest. It's probably one of the the hardest, uh, you know, sort of grade one races of the of the week to call, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very competitive indeed. Uh, I was actually in the, the parade ring, I think about three years ago at Newbury, and it was the day that Mr. Fisher, I think, made his hurdles debut. It was very, very on in his career, and he walked past me, and I remember thinking, God, he'll be a chaser one day. Absolutely, you know, beast beautiful of a horse. horse. Yeah, very, beautiful very beautiful horse. horse. Absolute unit in... I, he was yeah. very, very impressive uh, in the in the obviously the rescheduled Peter Pachase uh, over course and distance, as you say, uh, back in December. Uh, Charlie, for yourself, are you siding one way or the other? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd be against Alaho. I mean, I think this is definitely a race where the, the favourite is vulnerable. I mean, as, as the price reflects, um, Melon is a is a is a nearly horse. I mean, but what we are going to see, I would imagine, is it is back to an aggressive ride over this intermediate trip and. And that's, I mean, it has to bring him into the reckoning, but he is a horse that seems to find winning tough. I agree with Luke. I think Imperial Aura is very solid, and, and, and I wouldn't really pay much attention to the unseat last time out. I quite like Fakir Duderi. I think he's been sort of working his way back to form, uh, second to Chacon Portois last time. And, and I think he's, he's a very solid one at eight to one for each way play. And, uh, and also St. Calvados, I think you've got to chuck in there too. Uh, they've, yep. they've tried to turn him into a. A stayer, you know, he ran, he ran fine in the King George, and then sort of unseated when I mean he would have been beat round Sandown the last day. I mean, that's not what he's all about. And I think back over this trip, Harry Whittington just starting to run a little bit better as well after having a very mixed season. So mm. there'd be two I'd put in against the field. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if, if Rouge Viff obviously goes and runs a, a, a big race in the Champion Chase, then I think you could see a, a flood of money coming for St. Calvados, couldn't you? I think I think he's a really good each way bet. Uh, plenty of talk about Fakir Duderi, as you say as well. Uh, beat Sam Crow uh, at uh, I think it was Fairy House, wasn't it? I think that was his only sort of run over this trip. I know Sam Crow fell two out, but I thought Fakir jumped really, really well that day. Yeah, uh, and, and looking at Mellon, I mean, it's, it's incredible to think that he's only won one race since 2017, and yet he has an official rating of 166. Yet he's a, a four-time festival runner-up, and you know, like you say, I think he, he'd probably be a popular winner if he was to uh, to get his head in front. But uh, a couple of uh, strong votes there for Imperial Aura, who obviously won at the festival last year. Uh, moving on to the Paddy Power Stayers Hurdle um, again, and another one of these kind of clashes that hasn't managed to come to fruition. Uh, and Paisley Park won't be reopposing Time Hill, who sadly won't be there to. to to make the festival this year. Uh, Charlie, do you think that it's all kind of set for Paisley Park to regain his crown? Uh, I, I'm not sure, to be honest, Dom. If, uh, he's, he's, look, he was, he was good at, at, at Ascot. In fact, look back right back to his best in the long wall. But he's also, I, I don't know, I've, I've never really warmed to. I mean, he has, he has a slightly in and out way of racing. And, and much as, you know, I'd love it for Andrew Gemmell and, and connections, I'm, I'm not quite so sure. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, this is this is a race. I mean, but the, the the difficulty then, if you don't fancy him, is picking one to beat him as such because yeah. it's not a, to me a very a particularly strong race. There's a lot of horses that are sort of of a similar level in behind him, and 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 it's trying to sort of sift through and select one. And I mean, Sider Burley was was very very good last year when when winning the 
when winning the Potemps and, and, and the sectionals and the time, and that was actually a lot stronger than Lisnagaros to stay stay as hurdle. And so, yeah, I'd probably be looking to side a Burley, possibly, but I'd, I'm fairly lukewarm on this race full stop, if I'm honest. Okay. Uh, and Luke, for yourself, uh, w- will the Irish win this one, or do you think that Paisley Park uh, has the beating of them? I, th- I think Paisley Park, on, on his, at his best, he's the best horse in the race. Um, you know, his, both his runs this year have been very good. I've got that nag. I just don't know why he ran like he did in 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 this race last year. Mm. Um, he used to sort of look beat halfway through the race and then and then pick up and the old turbo click in. But <laughs> he's racing much handier now and and seemingly racing you know much more sweetly. But I I, I wouldn't take a real short price about him. Side of Burley, he's got a chance. If you win a handicap off you know middle hundred and fifties, you you're a very very good horse. I'm going to go for a, a strange one each way here. And it's another Kim Bailey horse. I'm going to go for Vindication. Yep. Um, he ran He ran a good race in the Charlie Hall. He, he obviously did something. I don't know what. No one you know, hadn't said in the press. But he looked as though he did something behind um, in the Labrick Trophy. Because he, he, he almost unseated Bassey before the fence. Before yep. the cross fence. But he's got he's got some engine to him. Um, yeah, I think he's, I think he's as, as good a horse as there is around. Um, so... Mm-hmm. I just thought he 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 was the the each way play for me, and I, I I agree with you know Charlie. You know, well, you've got you've got one car force in Paisley Park. The rest of it, it's it's pretty open to me. So, um, vindication is going to be the the each way selection here. But um, look, at, the other thing is, I I I like I like champions. I don't like people that keep knocking and trying to take on good horses. You know, every sport needs champions. Mm. You know, you, you you don't you don't sort of boxers. People just want people to get beat all the time and. I, I like good horses to win, so I'd like to see Paisley Park win, but uh, Vindication each way play. Okay, that's uh, I'm going to say, yeah, Vindication back over Timber, and it could be a very, very good week indeed for, for obviously local trainer Kim Bailey. Uh, I, I I was siding with Paisley Park, um, even with Time Hill in the betting. I, I think he stays longer than the mother-in-law, so um, I think if everything kind of goes right for him, then uh, I think it could be his day again under Aidan Coleman. But again, I, I think that, you know, flooring Porter for Gavin Cromwell, he was very good at Leopardstown uh, just after Christmas. And again, like you say, Vindication. Uh, Fury Road as well, potentially, has, has you know some... Mm-hmm. Some good course form in that you know he was third in the Albert Bartlett last year. Uh, another very very competitive Grey One, uh, as you two gentlemen rightly allude to. Uh, we'll move on to the the Friday, uh, the Grade One Albert Bartlett novices hurdle. It doesn't look the, the strongest renewal in recent times. Uh, Luke Statler four to one favourite. Is that justified? Um, look, I, I I suppose so. You know, he's this you know he's running Grade One company now. Time behind Galliard de Mainil is, is is obviously very good and you won a big race uh, you know big field race at Leopardstown for that. But there's nothing, you know, after you know sort of month pitch winning it last year, mm. um like, look when I've been doing these various things, um I put up uh, Barbados but to run well. Um yeah. Paul Nichols' horse he, he comes into this having won, you know, you don't normally put up horses that have won twice at Southall, do you? But you know, that's it what he's done. He comes into it in you know, in the, the very best of form. And, you know, there aren't too many people having a better time of things than, than Paul Nichols. His horses yep. have just run absolutely unbelievable from the start of the season and have carried on all the way through. So, look, he's, he's consistent. He's, you know, he's, he's obviously got a fair amount of ability. Um, I wouldn't go taking a short price for any horse in this, because, but I, I think it is open. Yeah. 
Yep, I think uh, obviously Paul Nichols could have a, a strong hand as well with uh, three under through five, who obviously not not done anything wrong uh, over hurdles so far this season as well. But Barbados books obviously chasing a, a fourth victory in a row. Uh, Charlie, uh, your opinions on this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with, with with Luke, and it is a it is a race that can throw up a shock now and again as well. I mean, much as last last year was was a was a vintage renewal of, of this contest. And, uh, and and yes, that I mean, look, if, if Gaylord de Montiel uh, wins the Ballymore, I'm sure that that that, that will see Sattler um, Sattler's price shorten considerably. But yeah, I I, I again, I'm, I'm with Luke with Barbados Fox. I, I think it, it's hard not to be impressed by him. You know, again, he has a slightly lazy way of racing, but that's no bad thing over over three mile on the Albert Bartlett, and mm. and he looks a sort of embryonic chaser and, and and ticks a lot of boxes for a race of this nature. Another one I'd just chuck into the mix, especially the ground was slow. Was um, I, I presume he's going to go here as Ad Adramel of, uh, mm-hmm. of Tom Lacey's. Um, you know, he he won the the Leamington Spa at Warwick last time out. He, he's not done an awful lot wrong. He was he was quite fancy for the champion bumper last season as well. And and so this is the, again the, the the sort of race if you're against the favourite, there there is plenty of other sort of options underneath un, underneath and Barbados Fox and Adramel for me. Yeah, I think Adramel had to give uh, he had to give weight away as well, didn't he? Uh, in the Leamington, did, yeah. I think it was about three pound. I think uh, to to his nearest rival, and I know it, it was one of those they kind of finished in a bit of a heap near the end, didn't they? But, but Adramel, as you say, for Tom Lacey, other than the bumper, has, has kind of won every other race. So you'd think that if he's there, he, he's certainly there on merit. Uh, for myself. Uh, it might get a bit of criticism for this one, but I quite like the look of Fakira. I just think he looks like he's been, you know, the extra two furlongs at Cheltenham might be right up his street. Uh, he's kind of obviously got a bit of a few lengths to make it with the likes of Statler and there's some, you know, been some strong horses ahead of him uh, in, in a couple of hot races in Ireland. But I think uh, over three mile, we may just see the best of this horse. Uh, and the, the well child Cheltenham Gold Cup chase, of course, obviously Albin Photo looking to make history. Uh, three, t- you know, you know, the first horse to win to win three in a row since uh, the great best mate, um, Charlie. I- I'll go to you first. Uh, <laughs> could Champ throw a spanner in the works? Uh, not for me. I- I'd have, I'd have really liked to see him sort of ridden positively in a Ryanair, as in uh, like he he jumped great in the game spirit the last day with a positive ride over two miles. There's no way he's going to be ridden like that over three and a quarter miles in a Gold Cup and and. I just, I just would be a lukewarm about him purely because of that reason. As in, um, I, ju- I just wonder if being slotted in and maybe racing keenly might affect his rhythm, which he seemed to find so well when ridden from the front at Newbury. Um, Algun Photo is very solid. I mean, it's very difficult to get away from him. He, he's, he's a sort of an exceptionally good Gold Cup horse and probably is very much underrated. Mm. Uh, the, the one that I, 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 I don't, I don't particularly like the horse, but. I've been saying for months about Santini having headgear on. Yep. He probably should have won the Gold Cup last year if he'd have got out sooner. And he is going to have a visor on now. And I just think in an, in an open field, with he, that could maybe be enough to sort of to ignite him. And, and if it did, you know, he stays very well. And, and, and the Gold Cup is a sort of right to the race to bring out the sort of the, the best of Santini. Yeah, Santini's got some very, very good form uh, at Presbury Park. Luke, I know you're a champ fan, aren't you? I am. I'll tell you, it's going to be an absolutely brutal race because uh, native rivers will definitely make it. Uh, Frodon will, will probably just tuck in behind him. So yeah, it, the premium's going to be on staying. Santini, like he's he's bone. He's he's, he's absolutely bone idle. Um, so you know the the pace of that will suit him. And, and unless he looks beat at halfway, he's got absolutely no chance because he, he you know that's going to be his 
is he the, the fact that he could outstay horses. That's mm. that's Fantini's um, ace card. Album photo, just because he's he's just a bit he's just a bit boring, but he's a good horse. Yeah, you know, and and so anyone that fancied him, I couldn't say don't back him because there's absolutely no reason mm. why he shouldn't go and win. You know, a third race, but because he doesn't really sort of get you revved up, that's why you know, he's as big as he is. Um, just mm. going back to Champ, um, I agree with Charlie. That you know, after you know last year when he when he stayed on from a mile back, he looked like he you know he'd get as far as you want. <laughs> then you come back and run him over two miles like that, and he'd look like Sprinter Sacra, not not you know not not sort of a staying <laughs> horse. But the the thing that impressed me most. He's been, never been a horse that's had any confidence for this fences. If in doubt, he would just step or dive at a fence. And he never seemed to jump two fences the same. But at Newbury, he was absolutely magic. And even when he put down at the last, he was very, very good doing it. Um, they'll obviously have to ride him differently. The hardest thing, I think he'll stay, but the hardest thing is going to be is turning him, no champ, you're not jumping out and, and you know, up the front revving along. You're gonna you're gonna sit in. I think he's gonna be keen early. If he switches off at halfway, I think for a lot of reasons, with Santini and Champ will know our fate, whichever way your 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 preferences are uh, at halfway. But um, I think he's the best horse in the race, and I hope Champ wins. Yeah, I think he's 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 probably got the most talent in the race, hasn't he? I think Champ, and I think that that's why maybe a lot of people get a bit of frustration with with the way he runs sometimes. But uh, I think if, if there's any kind of replication of his uh, of his race, uh, you know, in the the old RSA last year, I think you'd say he, he would have to go close, wouldn't you? Uh, from a personal perspective, I really hope that the, there's a monsoon between now and Friday. I'd love to see Native River win. Uh, obviously, with the news of yeah. Colin Tizard um, obviously retiring at the at the end of the season, I think it would be a fantastic way uh, for him to go out. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think Native River looked as good as ever at Sandown the other day, and I, I'm amazed that the, that the likes of Frodo, Manella Rindo, Royal Pagai, and Kemboy are all higher than him in, in, the, in the market. I think, again, if it's, if it's soft ground and, and, he, and he gets a good rhythm and Dickie gets him at his fences, I, I think he could almost take a bit of pegging back. Uh, I think that would be a great story. But uh, but as you say, I think it's a very, very open contest. Uh, gentlemen, we are fast approaching the half an hour mark. Um, Luke, obviously, yeah, you're, you're, you're with uh, with ITV all week, that right? Yep, I'm um, down at the start for Tuesday and Friday, and then on the podium on Wednesday and Thursday with uh, old happy man, A.P. McCoy. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, A.P. McCoy, uh, you know, no better people to hear off than, than the likes of him. Obviously, a, a, a fantastic uh, jockey, wasn't he? Uh, you try standing with him for four hours, miserable <laughs> goat. I'll be hoping that he doesn't listen to this podcast. Or he, he might be coming for you. Um, no, fa- fantastic, Luke. And obviously, you know, fa- you know, big up ITV as well for, for showing the first six races on, on every single day. I think for obviously the people at home who potentially haven't got the finance for, for like a, a racing TV past, you know, I think a big credit for, for ITV. TV and obviously putting you know horse racing right into the terrestrial picture uh, and obviously Charlie yourself you're with John Hunt on Five Live. Yeah, I'm with John on Five Live. So yeah, best you in the house up in the commentary box. So it's going to be a bit different this year with with no one else there really. So yeah, it'll be yeah. strange times. Absolutely right. And I know that you're partaking on a, a little head to head with John on Cheltenham.co.uk. You'll kind of be uh, picking your your best bets for all seven races across the four days. Who, so, who do you think will win that, Dom? Who do you think will win that, Charlie <laughs> or John? Come um, on. I think I think 
um, Ch- Charlie, I'd Come give on. the edge. I'd give Charlie the edge. Uh, but we'll, we'll see after the first day. If, if all the favourites win, then I think Charlie's in with a good shout, isn't he? So, um... He's too kind. Too kind, Dom. I'd be siding with Humpty in that. And that and I've made my own selection, so yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be obviously great fun. I think, obviously, you know, for, for the likes of yourselves to, to really get involved and, and obviously give your opinions. And I know there's probably been more Cheltenham Festival preview hype around this year because obviously no one's been able to attend you know big sort of massive events obviously we really really appreciate your your cooperation and, and your help and obviously your, your time during this very very busy schedule um, so obviously to Charlie Post and Luke Harvey thank you for joining us and obviously we wish you uh, the best of luck at this week's festival Cheers Dom let's hope we have a fine thanks, win Dom. thanks guys